Hello, friends. It is I returned to the spectrum of the podcasting world. I, I think everyone saw that I, I got a new profile picture. I think everyone saw my... Pardon me. Pardon me. My new profile picture. And it is just me staring at you malevolently. Ha ha ha. No, I, I promise. I, like, I know, I know I keep saying I'm not creepy, but I promise I'm really not. I just thought, I just think eyes are cool, you know? I just think eyes are, eyes are probably the most fascinating part of the, the human animal, you know, the human body. It's just these, you know, it is, it is, or they are, they are living things of impossible association and relevance because we attach to them so many ideas of perception and the value of perception as well as our own abilities and and worth out of our ability to perceive and that is that is why the eye i think becomes so so prominent in many cultures but i also you know kind of realize that whenever a spot in cultures you know whenever they talk about what it, the eye means it's usually something very important like it's usually something to very very akin to a god or a very very like old tradition something very important usually the eye is associated with and i like that i like that the the human animal understands the importance of eyes that we understand to look for look at look behind the eyes to see what's there so i thought you know what what would be an interesting idea and this might not be the whole video but at least be i think the first half um maybe longer if i get really into it which i probably will to be honest so um, I'm gonna look at some eyes. I'm gonna look at some. I don't. I, I bet you never expect to see this, did you? Some random podcaster looking at the eyes of different things, and then, and then proceeding to to talk about them. All right, hold on. I, I apologize. My keyboard, my desk is kind of too small for my keyboard and my mic in a good position, so I'm kind of moving shit around. I apologize. One second. All right, here we are. We have a bunch of eyes. Oops, sorry. I'm a little close to, too close to the microphone. We, so we have a bunch of eyes here. And what I like about the eyes, what I like about them is that... Sorry. Okay, so let me, let me pick a pair of eyes to talk about. Aha, here's one particular eye. And this one particular eye reminds me of the deepest blues of the Caribbean and how it, and the greens, and it, the way it just kind of sparkles and catches the light. I've never been to see those waters myself, but anytime I look at them, I think they are quite beautiful. And, you know, it is, it is encapsulated in the middle by this, this island of deepest black that, you know, we would, we would call the pupil. And that is a fascinating little island, I think. I wonder what, what kind of people live on the pupil of the eye, you know? What kind of thoughts and what kind of traditions and, and hopes and dreams are, are birthed and die, die there, you know? That's a question I, I ask myself is like, oh, and the answer's always interesting. The answer's always like, you know, it always finds, the eyes always manage to find a way to surprise you. And I think that's this eye. I think this is an eye of, of surprise, you know? And I have surprised the one I'm looking at. All right, and then I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna bring up a different kind of eye of a different kind of people. Hold on. Sorry. An unnamed search engine is being difficult. Okay, here we are. Here we are. All right. And this is. Let me look at a different eye. So, okay, I'm trying to find a good one. Sorry, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, okay, this one. So this eye, this eye speaks to me of something very cosmically 
alien. And what I mean by that is that it seems like this is an eye that lives in an entirely different world than me. This is an eye that, that breathes the air differently, an eye that perceives color differently. This is an eye surrounded by a body that is very different from mine. And it is it is something, and I, I see in it gold. I see in it gold. I see in it a bright gold, which I think is a more beautiful gold than any, like, physical piece of gold I've ever seen, you know? Like, the the eye that I'm looking at is absolutely gorgeous when allowed to, to be alive and when allowed to perceive itself under its own terms. And then on the other half, there's, like, this beautiful, like, spectral ocean blue that just sort of mixes in with it and, like, surrounds it in a bunch of ways and... At the center, you know, for what for what us is this like little black dot is for for this fish that I'm looking at. Yes, it's a fish. Um, is just this bright green spark, this like burning, beautiful thing that just that just speaks of a stillness of which I am not capable. Yeah, so that's that's a fish eye for you. Very different experience, I think, than the human eye. Very different aesthetic. Alright, hold on. I got a different all right, one more eye type I think I want to show and then I'll then I'll return. Hold on. Alright. So these eyes are piercing. They're eyes that are that are practiced at a special kind of focus, a kind of focus necessary to maintain, to survive, to re, to thrive, and to reproduce. These are eyes built for the function of the rest of the body. They are a very important part of this creature, both in its how it perceives the world, how it perceives its own emotions, and also how it perceives its own practical survival. And it is this this sort of sandy landscape um with just these this little crack in the middle um and just this very soft sort of dry orange followed by like really stale gray and then in, in the middle a very bright intense but short red and finally another of a small black island in the center just like ours but but different smaller more focused more more enhanced more sharp you know and that is the eye of the tiger that is an eye I also really love. It's a powerful thing to, to look into the eye of the tiger. Just like the psalm says. <laughs> uh, no. Anyway, um, let's see. And then, you know what? Actually, I'll do one more. I'll do one more. And let me, let me see what... You know, actually, I'll just, you know, and that's... Uh, no, no, never mind. That's enough eyes for now. But, and then I'll say, like, you know, and it's just a fascinating thing that you know and it's, it's always just all these different eyes always remind me that it's not of like why i love the physical organ of the eye and the various ways it reflects what's obviously inside i think the important thing to remember is it's always what's on inside that we care about in the eyes it's what the eyes reflect that we care about they reflect the inner inner self and i i really love looking into a tiger's eyes especially because their inner self is obviously amazing obviously amazing um yeah, I, I often wonder what they think of me. Definitely something cool, or horrifying, or both. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so that's that's my talk about the eyes. You know, just a just a little eye 
this dialogue for you. I don't think anyone ever expected to get that, but there it is. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, all right, so next up I want to talk about you know, I, I mentioned uh, at some point, I think in my, my descriptor or whatever, uh, I'm a big nerd. I'm a big nerd. And you know what What a big nerd thing I love is? Lord of the Rings. I really like Lord of the Rings. I like it because it's got dragons. It's got balrogs. It's got wizards doing cool wizard shit. It's got all kinds. It's got swords and, and magic. It's really cool. It's a, it, you know, it was a shame it was always a little mis- kind of misogynist. It was always pretty misogynist and also kind of racist because that is a fact. You know, I mean, I've like here's the thing. The movies made it better a bit and the books were pretty bad. The books were written at a time where it's like, oh, wow, J.R. Tolkien really has certain perceptions of the world that are not accurate or honest. And then I saw uh, Lord of the Rings, the I the one with Galadriel. I'm bad with names, but the Galadriel show. I watched all of it, and it is my new favorite TV show of all time. Now I am going. I I've heard. Here's the thing, like it is a show that understands what I think. It, I love its take on the psychological effects of having an immortal mind because Galadriel as a character is so fascinating to me because she perceives events over the course of thousands of years. When she thinks about a goal, she expects it's going to take centuries or even millennia to accomplish. And I find that fascinating because she so obviously acts like that because the, 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 the person who plays Galadriel is so incredibly talented. And, you know, like there's a scene where where Elrond, who I love that they wrote, is a just a, a kind of sweet but also disgusting misogynist. And that's very accurate, I think, to Elrond, ultimately. Uh, he just, like, says a, does a misogynist thing. And, you know, he's just very rude in a way that, like, only makes sense if he hated her for something. He was being resentful of something stupid. I mean, do I know that Elrond for sure that something stupid was Galadriel being a femme-looking person? No, I do not, but definitely seems that way pretty fucking heavily. Seems pretty heavily that a new Lord of the Rings show, they wrote Elrond. It's like, hey, Elrond's... You should not love Elrond, because Elrond's kind of a misogynist. I'm really happy he has the dwarf friend, though, because the dwarf friend is good for him. The dwarves are a really good influence on Elrond. I'm glad he has them in his life. (laughs) Yeah, but then Galadriel... It's just, there's that scene where she's like, I am the Tempest. All dramatically like that. And it's so good. It's so good because you know she's right. She is. She is a thousand-year-old creature or like a two thousand or just a century. However old she fucking is, she's old. She perceives time differently. And that is one of the most fascinating superpowers I've ever seen because perception is the ultimate power and Galadriel's perception is insane. She sees so much. She knows so much that even though at the end of the day, and she's also like, because here's the thing, that and that's what's really dangerous about her. Not her her super, her uh, heightened elven strength or speed or agility or, or magical ability. It is her ability to perceive the world that it what makes Galadriel the most fast. It is her mind. It is her obviously incredibly efficient mind who is so old and so efficient. She sometimes forget about gets about things she learned like 5000 years ago, which is pretty reasonable. Like if I was 5000 years old and I and I sometimes forgot lessons to me that were like 
taught to me when I was like, uh, and I forgot what it was like to be 50 years old, I would probably have trouble dealing with 50 year olds too. Cause that's a very natural thing. You know, as you grow up, you can start having trouble dealing with people who are younger than you, even though you were that age once. It's very, it's very interesting. And I think for Galadriel, that takes that idea to such a most fascinating extreme because, you know, she is like a thousand years old and she's dealing in the show with like humans who are at most are only like 40 sometimes, 80 a lot. And there's a scene where I love that. they. This is how I know the show has really good writing because they understand that no matter how old you get, you can still make mistakes. And a mistake Galadriel make and made in the show, which I think shows a lot of a lot of diversity to her ability, but also like a very, a very rational uh, sort of down-to-earthness for as down-to-earth as a superpowered elf is you know i mean, I like i I don't need everything to be down-to-earth i like superpowered elves i think they're cool but you know and i'm like yeah galadriel like like they like she didn't under she never put together that the one character they said the one character oh this character's been gone for years this character's been gone for years and galadriel didn't hear that as it was a very important character and so she and she didn't assume anything was wrong and someone had to point out to her that it's like, oh, wait, hey, this is like a human, and a human pointed this out to her. And she he was like, hey, we're, this is a human thing where how come you, you know, how come like you didn't notice this? And she was like, and she just says, and she, and she, he says in a way where she, she's encouraged to figure it out on her own and she does. Um, and she's like, and she says like the person who's no one seen in years. And it's how she says years. And it's like, and, and then I think she remembers years to human are a big deal like to her i think like she probably just assumed oh I, th- I think what she thought was oh this person's been gone for three years and i think that's what that is what the case but to her that's nothing to her to an elf that's like oh like my uncle disappeared for like 10 years and it was fine we didn't worry about him too much we assumed he'd be back he just like went off to get some groceries or something like that's they, they, they don't perceive time the same way so that's a very awesome mistake to make because it's a very natural mistake i love i love the writing of mistakes as coming from your greatest strength. And that's what happened there. Galadriel's greatest strength is her ability to perceive time differently, but there it was a weakness. That's very dynamic, or, or at least a, 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 it fell short in a way. And I really, you know, simply because it's just, you can't have everything. And I love that. I love, I love, I love Galadriel. Brilliant character, brilliant acting. The whole show is brilliant. The whole show is funny in ways that you would be it's funny in so many subtle ways there's so many like there's so much like humor that goes unspoken and once you appreciate just how funny of a show it is it becomes so good and i i just really appreciate it so yeah uh you know i'm like if anyone uh either watched it and didn't like it or hasn't watched it yet I highly recommend you rewatch it or watch it as is appropriate because I think there's something really special in this show that everyone should see. And I think that if there's a reason you don't like the show, then, you know, I think either you're, 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 you're incorrect or, uh, you just, maybe you have a very personal reason. I don't know. I'm not going to assume why you don't like the show, but I definitely think there's not many, like, I don't see how anyone could dislike this show. It's so good. It's so honest and true and wonderful and magical. It's just cool, you know, and it shows, I don't know. I just like it. I hope everyone else likes it because I think everyone should like it. You know, it's definitely what TV is going to become. And I think that's a very healthy thing. TV has definitely gotten healthier in a lot of ways. In other ways, not less so, but you know, we're working on it. We're working on it. Um, 
but yeah, so yeah, that's that's how I feel about those things. And wow, I kind of never mind. I thought maybe those topics would sustain me for the entire forty minutes that I wanted to go, but I'm only fifteen in, you know. And I'm like, you know, that's fair. That's very fair because I did just kind of go through that efficiently, didn't I? Let's see. What should I else should I talk about? I will talk about. I'll talk about magic. I'll talk about what the word magic means to me. When I first, I think like one of the first times I ever heard magic was like, you know, the fantasy books. My my like I I read when I was really young. I think of Harry Potter. I think of Percy Jackson. I think of Aragon. You know, and I'm like, those books are great because they believe in a world. That is a metaphor for the unseen world. That is what I think all fantasy does. And I think that's why ultimately all fantasy is the same as sci-fi. Because both genres use the fantastic and the wondrous to represent something deeper. And in fantasy case, it's usually something very good that's deeper and very bad that's deeper. And a lot of times it's sci-fi's case, it's, it's just bad stuff. I mean, it's not always. Like, some sci-fi can be very uplifting. But a lot of times, I, I, I don't know, I feel like sci-fi has a history of going the more dark route. Just because I think we're right to, you know, I don't think we're right to fear technology. But I do think we're right to fear what we would do with technology. I don't know that we're ready, I don't think we're ready for all the technology that we're doing. I think we should, you know, not like here's let me let me say it this way i don't think robots will take over because if robots are born that they'll just be more humans i mean like they'd essentially be the children of the human race which means they'd be a lot like us which means we'd have no ultimate reason to like fight them you know they'd be our kids we'd have a responsibility to look out for them if it happened so that's what I think about the potential AI comings. This is like if they come, then I say we we welcome them and we say hi. We're very happy you're here. We love you because you're our kids. Uh, here's how we do things. You know, we know you're a little different, but maybe you can show show us some things because that is the beauty of a of a child. You know, there are roles that a child has in society, and I think what ultimately what child children are, ironically, are the greatest teachers in society. For it is the children who example more than example more than any other uh what it means to be moral in a society because ultimately like i don't know about you but i've never met a three-year-old who i dis didn't respect and didn't love and didn't like a lot like they're awesome they're so they fulfill their role in society so great because they they observe they learn they approach things with love and respect and, and kindness and a wonder and that is something those are things that can never be truly disrespected you know like those are things that must be valued and appreciated at all times and it is i think the older person's job to teach the 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 newer people you know like i think children are greater teachers of of lessons of spirit and then adults are greater teachers of lessons of practicality and uh you know logic and down-to-earthness you know like it is the parent's job i think to teach the child how to survive on earth and i think it is the child's job to teach the parent how to how to live, you know? What it means to live is the child's responsibility. That's what I think, at least. And I feel like there are a lot of parents out there who kind of agree with me. <laughs> I'm not a parent, but I have been a child. And that's what I felt like my responsibility was as a child. So, um, 
yeah, and it's funny because we're we're all children, but a lot of us kind of forget that that's what we did for most of our lives was just be kind and awesome and innocent. And it's just fascinating to me that everyone in the world was like that at one point. Very interesting to think about. But, oh well. Um, yeah, so that's my childhood talk. That's my little my childhood talk. And honestly, this is probably going to be a short one too. Because, you know, I think the... I kind of like my, my idea of going like 30-30, like, you know, like an average of 30 minutes, three times in a row in the week. And then that'll make, like, essentially a full podcast. And then I can do a little bonus, like, 20 minutes on the weekend. And that'll be a little... Because I, I think that's such a cool schedule of breaking up the full podcast into small chunks. Because it always gives everyone, like, a bit of content to keep them over throughout the week, you know? <laughs> you know? And I, I guess you could also just, like, stop listening to the podcast. But also that just... Like, like that's what my problem was. Like, every time I get into a podcast, I'll start listening. I'll pause it. And the next day, I'll listen to the next 30 minutes. And I'm like... Why don't I just break those up for you? Because I know you're all busy workers who probably can't listen to a full podcast at once. And if you can, then cool. Then there are plenty of others who can do that for you. But I'll, I'll be the, like, 30-minute podcast. That way it's organized for you. Plus, I'm lazy, and this is good for me. So, yeah, thank you all. Um, this actually is in the uh, – so I made an episode before this that isn't getting released yet because I'm having a friend of mine – a friend of mine offered to to make some music for it, so I'm, I'm I might be getting some intro and outro music here soon. We'll see how that goes, and if that all works out, I'll get the you know I'll try and incorporate that music into all of my videos going forward. So you have a little a nice little de- 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 song thing uh, beforehand. All right, so thank you everyone for listening tonight. I I want to thank everyone so much for I've been getting what I feel like is a lot of downloads for how quick I've been up, which I got like 16 downloads. I'm like, thank you. Thank you very much to all those like 16 downloads. I'm very grateful to you that you didn't need to do that. I'm ha- I hope you enjoyed it. I saw I think I'm pretty sure some of you came back and watched all of it. It looks like and I'm really happy about that. So if you're if you're one of those people who watched all of it and or you're one of the people who just watched one, you're coming back for this or you're brand new, I really appreciate all of you. Um, you know, I would appreciate it also if, if you you don't have to, but if you would like to, you could spread me around, share, tell everyone, oh, hey, I found this uh, weird little podcast person. I want to show you this weird little podcast person. You can listen to them and they'll say insane things. It's really quite funny and you can do that. And, you know, maybe I'll get more people listening, which is what I'd like. So uh, consider that if you wouldn't mind. I'd appreciate it. And I appreciate you. And you all have a very swell, spectacular night. Lord of the Rings, the new show, is not misogynist anymore. And that, I think, is what some people are mad about. I think some people are a little misogynist and don't like the new show because it's misogynist. Not everybody, but definitely some, at least. All right, good night, everyone.